This is The Doctor's Wife, episode number 88, Five Truths You Need to Know About Shame. The Doctor's Wife is a podcast for women who have supported their husbands through a decade or more of medical training and are now ready to find more fulfillment in marriage, more fulfillment in motherhood, and more fulfillment in their personal goals. You are really good at taking care of everyone else. It's time to take care of you. Yes, you are a doctor's wife, but you are so much more than that. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to say that we are going to talk about shame today, but that it's not going to be shameful. I know that the word shame alone can bring up a lot of thoughts and feelings for some of you. So I just want you to know that this is a shame-free discussion about shame that I know will give you more insight into your own brain and to help you know what to do when you are feeling shame. I, For my inspiration station, I just have to give a shout out to one of my colleagues, Erin Quinn, and a podcast episode that I listened to of hers about shame that kind of inspired this one. And it is, her podcast is called Revitalize Your Relationship. She's a relationships coach. And so go and check it out. But okay, here, here we go. Five truths about shame. Truth number one, shame is always a lie. Why is it a lie? Because the root of shame is inevitably some thought such as I'm not good enough. Shame is a feeling, so it always comes from what we're thinking. And here's what is the honest truth. You are good enough. I can see you kind of rolling your eyes thinking, yeah, yeah, I know, Sarah, I know I'm worthy. But really, you are. We all are. Every single human being on the planet. We didn't come to earth to earn our worth. We brought it with us. This means... And I can't remember who said that quote, but I love it. This means that we can't add to it and we can't take it away. So I I want you to really think about that for a moment. I know you believe it on some level. You've likely been singing, I am a child of God for years. But you also think that you'd be just a little bit better if you lost some weight. Or if you didn't yell at your kids so much. Or if you didn't blow up at your husband last night. Or you think you'd be just a little bit better if you could pay off your student loans instead of shopping so much. But listen, friend, you're wrong. You can't add to your worth and you can't take it away. It's infinite. So any thought about you not being good enough, any thought that causes shame is always a lie. Whenever I feel shame, which by the way is often, I allow myself to feel it But all the while, I tell myself, this is shame and it's a lie. Whatever I'm thinking that's causing this is a lie. It just reminds me that it's never true, that I'm not enough. So five five truths. Number one, it's always a lie. Number two, shame is the most human of all emotions. It is one of the emotions that we feel the most, but we understand the least. Guilt would say I made a mistake, but shame says I am a mistake. And at their core, all healthy human beings experience shame. 
And like I said, shame is one of the emotions that we feel most often, but we understand the least. And the reason for this, I heard this from another coach, by the way, and I loved it. The reason for this, I believe, is because most of us aren't willing to explore the thoughts that cause shame for us. Precisely because we think that if others really knew about us, they would never accept us. Like we're believing those thoughts about ourselves. They're just truths about us. And we don't accept ourselves. So I have a child who, whenever he's corrected, he often gets really apologetic and anxious. Sorry, mom, I'm so, so sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm so, so sorry. He seems to believe that his mistakes mean that he is a mistake. And I've often told him, hey, buddy, listen, just because I correct you, it doesn't mean that you're in trouble. It just means that I'm trying to teach you. What if we could all take this approach a little bit more with ourselves? What if we could correct our mistakes without making it mean, I am a mistake? What would that look like when you make mistakes as a mother? What would it look like when you get in a fight with your husband and say things that you later wish you hadn't? For me, it looks like asking myself, what can I learn from this? All the while telling myself that I'm not supposed to never make mistakes. I like to ask myself, What would it look like if I loved all the parts of me? Not just the beautiful parts, not just the parts where I show up as patient and loving, but all of the parts, the parts where I lose my cool, the parts where I don't show up the way that I want to. What would that look like? So number two, it is the most human of all emotions. We all experience it and there's nothing wrong with you when you do. Number three, shame thrives in hiding. It must be brought to the light. I've been thinking about you, the doctor's wife, and about the ways that you possibly experience shame and what thoughts and beliefs cause shame for you. And I think we often absorb the messages that the world teaches us about how glamorous it is to be married to a physician. And the reality isn't often as glamorous, now is it? But we often still feel the need to put up a facade, to smile and be grateful and not complain. Because really, who wants to hear how hard it is to be married to a doctor? We have shame that the world thinks that we have this perfect relationship when we know that that's not true. And shame that we struggle because, well, at least my husband has a good job. What do I have to complain about? Shame because we possibly think that we'll never have our student loans paid off, and we should. If only I could stop shopping so much, is something you might think. I know so many doctor's wives who are afraid to say anything to their friends because they feel so much shame around complaining about anything. They feel that no one understands them. So if shame thrives in hiding, then it can't survive in the light. So be willing to tell someone, talk to a trusted friend, talk to your husband, talk to a coach. Do you have someone that you can confide in? I would be honored to be that person. There is absolutely nothing that you could tell me that I haven't heard before. Nothing that would make me think less of you. And when you bring those shameful thoughts into the light and they are met with empathy and compassion, They really can't survive. They dissipate. They're like the gremlins (laughs) in the daylight. They just can't make it. 
I remember that uh, not long ago, I was driving home from the grocery store by myself and I, I like kind of got distracted and I, I, I can't remember what I was thinking about, but I completely ran a red light and it was so like shocking to me. The cars coming the other way were honking and I didn't, luckily I didn't hit anybody and I like slammed to a screeching halt, like right in the middle of the intersection. And like I said, I didn't hit anybody and everybody was okay. And I just hurried and no one was behind me. So I backed up the car and then the light turned green. So I was actually my turn to go. And I remember, of course, I was like nervous and shaking because it was like such an intense adrenaline experience because I thought I might die for a second. But then I was just totally consumed by shame. Like, what is wrong with me? Who like get control of yourself, Sarah, like who does that? Who just runs through a red light? And I remember like not wanting anyone to know about it. Even my husband, I was like, I can't tell him. He's going to tell me I shouldn't be driving anymore. (laughs) And he's going to think that like I'm a danger to our children. And then I recognized that it was shame talking, shame telling me that I was not good enough. And I was able to He's someone that I trust with my feelings and I was able to talk to him and he just said, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Like, I'm so glad you're okay. And then that was it. And I was like, wait, you're not going to like tell me that I'm a terrible driver and I need to pay more attention and, you know, that like there's something wrong with me. And, and he was like, no, like, I'm so glad you're okay. And so when we bring those stories to the light and they're met with empathy and compassion, then they cannot survive. So I want you to think about who that person might be for you that you can talk to about some things that you're, you feel shameful about. People make mistakes, but they are never mistakes. And notice how I was worried my husband would judge me and tell me that I was a terrible driver and our kids shouldn't be safe with us. And that's like not what he said at all. I advise you to watch the judgments that you think other people have of you, like I did with my husband. He didn't think those things at all. I was really thinking those things and I was projecting them onto him. So it's not about like what a horrible wife I am that I thought that he would think those things of me or how dare I not trust him, but more like, that's interesting. I thought he was going to be upset and he wasn't at all. Like, what am I believing about myself that I'm projecting onto him? And you can ask yourself that same question. What are you believing about yourself that maybe you sometimes project onto other people? So know that shame thrives in hiding. That's number three. Number four, shame is the enemy of growth. Brene Brown has said this, shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change. Wow. It corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change. Here's why. When you're ashamed, You have to spend all your time hiding your flaws because you're certain that others will find them unacceptable. 
Therefore, all of your energy is spent on just that, making sure others think you're okay by people pleasing, by seeking their love and approval, because you aren't giving it to yourself. Because deep down, you think there's something really wrong with you. I hear my clients all the time say just that. There's just something wrong with me. Or I'm broken. Sometimes it's said through tears and sometimes it's said almost flippantly like a joke. But I want you to hear me. I don't care what mistakes you've made or how flawed you think you are. There is nothing wrong with you. Absolutely nothing. There is nothing you have ever done that can change your infinite worth as a person, as a daughter of God. Shame is the enemy of growth because you can't grow and progress when you're in a shame spiral, constantly trying to hide who you really are because you believe that others won't accept you. So remember that shame is the enemy of growth. I will say this about shame. One thing that I've noticed that in case you're feeling like there's just so many layers and so much to work on, I don't even know where I would begin. I have literally seen transformation in my clients in one session. When they are willing to bring this shame that sometimes for some of them has weighed them down for a decade or more, that we bring it to the light. And they have told me more than once, like, I feel so much lighter. I am like a different person. Like, it feels like I've been carrying around this heavy backpack and I've just been able to let it go. So don't believe the lie that you have too much work to do or that there's just too many layers for you to get to the root of the problem. And the fifth point, shame is harmless if you just feel it. We often create so much misery from ourselves by trying to avoid shame We avoid it by overeating, by over-Facebooking, by doing drugs or drinking alcohol, by numbing out in some way, right? I call it buffering. You guys have heard me talk about buffering. That can cause so many problems for us. But if you actually just feel it, it is harmless. So instead of hiding from your shame or trying to hide it from others, you can feel it. It can't hurt you. So what does shame feel like for you? To me, it feels heavy on my chest and in my throat and like a pit in my stomach. Just naming it alone reduces the intensity of it. Just like, oh, here comes shame. It just gives me a little bit of separation from it. And I want you to consider how you might do that. Like, it's about like another way that I that I separate myself from it is by telling myself that it's a lie. I know this is shame and I'm totally okay to feel it, but the thoughts causing it are always lies. Gives me some separation because then all of a sudden I'm watching myself instead of I'm being whatever shameful thoughts I'm thinking about myself. Do you see the difference? You are not those thoughts. They're just in your head. So how can you create space to feel it? Sometimes it helps me to just close my eyes and just sink into the sensations in my body. Like what is going on in my body? It shuts off all those shameful thoughts in my head and allows me to just be present because emotions need to be felt in order to 
move through us. They can't, ultimately, like they just can't be avoided. We can avoid them and run from them for a little bit and cause ourselves all sorts of problems, or we can just be willing to feel them and recognize that they don't hurt us. It also is helpful for me to write things down so then I can get some perspective on my thinking. And inevitably, I'm always like, oh, yeah, no wonder I'm feeling shame. I'm thinking all of these thoughts makes complete sense. And just practice with yourself, like staying grounded in the present moment. Like I can just be here. Shame feels like I'm going to die. I get it. But I can just be here. Where is it? It's in my throat. It's heavy in my stomach. It's hard on my chest. Is it fast or slow? Smooth or rough? Hot or cold? Just really get into what's going on in your body and stay present in, and grounded in the moment. And the last thing I like to think of when, in regards to how shame can't hurt you if you feel it, is that observation is transformation. Just like, have you ever noticed how when you start writing down what you're eating, like you change your eating habits just a little bit just by watching them, you're just like more conscientious of it. Or it's the same thing with like, if you plan out your day or whatever, like you're just more conscientious of how you spend your time if you're observing it. It's the same with emotions. As soon as you become the observer of them, they change. They change a little bit. And we're always so worried that they'll grow and explode. And that is just not the case. When we're willing to observe them and watch them and be present with them, they come and lap up against us like waves and then they go away. They really do. That is the way to process your emotions is to be willing to be with them. So let me just remind you of these five truths about shame. Number one, it's always a lie. Two, it is the most human of all emotions and you, there is nothing wrong with you for feeling it. Number three, Shame thrives in hiding, so find someone that you can talk to about it. Number four, shame is the enemy of growth. And number five, it can't hurt you to feel it. It truly can't. These are such powerful truths that if you internalize them, it will transform your relationship with shame. And notice I'm not saying that shame will go away. I'm saying that you will be able to manage it so much better and that it will stop controlling you. You will be the one in the driver's seat. Anytime that, I just want to end with this, anytime that we aren't looking at part of our life, we diminish our relationship with ourself. So what if you would be, could be willing to uncover and explore those sh- things that you feel ashamed about? We distract ourselves with all of the things we need to do outside of us often that we don't, so that we don't have to understand what is going on inside of us. I see doctor's wives doing this a lot. You're so busy and you have so much to manage on your own that it often becomes a, a intentional distraction so that you don't have to look at your own life because deep down, part of you believes that you're unacceptable And that is worth exploring because it is a lie. I often also see shame around getting help. It's like we somehow believe that the misery has to be so much worse than the shame that will finally decide that, okay, enough is enough. Maybe I am asking for help, but what if it didn't have to be that way? What if getting help wasn't shameful at all? What if like you didn't have to uphold 
this image about how you shouldn't need help and how your life should be perfect, like this perceived status. Getting help, we often believe, means like we're saying, well, my marriage isn't good, or I'm not a good mom, or I'm not acceptable as I am, or I'm not worthy. We're kind of taught that life should be happily ever after, but what if it's okay to ask for help in getting there? What if we could dissipate the shame around that? What if you're wrong about the fact that you shouldn't need help? What if it's okay to ask for help? And what if asking for help, like with a coach, didn't mean that you were weak? It meant that you were strong and smart and capable. I want you to know that if you have desires to change, desires are born with the possibility to have the possibility that change is available to you. If you have the desire to have a more fulfilling marriage, there is no shame in that. If you have the desire to let go of the weight of shame that you've carried around for too long, it is possible. There are answers and there really is a way to uncover the things that you felt so much shame about and let them go. You can change this for yourself and you can also change the culture for your children and your family. What if you could model a different way for them than what was modeled to you? I think we're fooling ourselves if we believe that we can have a life filled with shame and that we are not passing that on to our children. We completely are. They are watching us. What do you want to model for them? Who do you want to be? What if there could be a different way than the way that was modeled to you? You really can change the culture for your children. If you would like help working through your shame, it would be my honor to help you do that. Please, I offer free help. Sign up for a consultation call at sarahpaincom forward slash work dash with dash me, and I will help you get started. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.